All right, quiet on the set. All right, gotcha. This weekend, SEC football promo. <laughs> Take two. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. It's your guy, Mr. Fingers, coming to you live from Zagniff Central. Hey, and I'm Colin P., your brother from another. What it is, showbiz? I will tell you what it is, showbiz. You guys are welcome to this week's edition of this week in sec football but before we get started do us a little favor if you're watching us on the youtube go ahead and hit the like and subscribe button if you have not done so already we appreciate you much and if you want to be a contributor to the show a little something something to help the cause right down there in the bottom in the lower third in the crawl rolling across your screen is the address for our patreon page we got some great perks for those of you that are contributors and regular viewers of the show because we appreciate you so very, very much. So, Colin, my man, I think it's time to get this show started. What you say? My man, let's lay the hammer down. Oh, you know we going to do something before two-something. Club Shay Shay coming right at you right after this. <laughs> oh, hello, hello, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls. What Beba does, what Beba do, 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 do. They, they were giving Alabama like Alabama was this, 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 this. If Alabama didn't, have, didn't you know, lose their two stars, did not show up that day, Dude, or was it? You want you want to say offense more like I've noticed it's more of a passing. Hey, who knows? It might have been, might have not been. You know who knows? But then again, that's what I call it football. I mean. Oh, man, that's definitely going on the blooper reel. Hey, you do that voice, I think of uh, Norbert. I think of Norbert. <laughs> oh, my God. We have a dandelion encrusted rib. Hey, gang, what's going on? What's going on? What is going on? We are here, and we are L-I-V-E live. I am Mr. Fingers coming to you. From Zagnev Central in the heart of Oklahoma City. And that fella right over there, that handsome dude, that is the brother from another mother, the sexy mother hubbard, the ace of base in the place in your face. I am very happy to be here. <laughs> Colin P from the DMV. What's good with you, baby? Hey, man, I'm just hanging in there, man. How you been, sir? I've been pretty good. I've been drinking NASCAR and watching beer. Sorry, I had a Jeff uh, Jeff uh, <laughs> Jeff Dunham flashback for a minute, but uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good, man. Ain't, ain't, ain't too much going on around here these days. We're just doing what we do, but uh, we had a lot uh, pop up over the weekend, so we got a lot to talk about. How about you? Oh no, man, I've just been working. You know, I just. Uh, you know, anytime I said, anytime I wake up and I'm vertical, I'm ain't got nothing really to, you know, to grab about too much. You know, just uh, just living one day at a time, brother. Yeah, man, I hear you, brother. I, I look, it has been so hot. Look, I'm, I've got the old man status now, where I got to check my glasses and make sure they're clean every 25 minutes, and I don't have no eyeglass. <laughs> I don't have no. I always got to keep an eyeglass clean. Look, you know, you have gotten a gotten a middle age status when you keep an eyeglass cleaning cloth on you. When you was little, you just run the bathroom and use that or horrible, scratchy toilet paper to tear up your glasses. Your mom talking about, why your glasses scratched up by this bottom three months ago? I don't know. I clear them all the time. Yeah, no, I got the, the good stuff. That they give you the good stuff they give you at the eye doctor. 
Oh yeah. Well, back then they would play like the, the plastic that you would just, you know, scratch your fingernails, scratch them, <laughs> you know? Oh, well, yeah, these are plastic too, but these are, these are, uh, scratch coated and all that good stuff. So yeah, hopefully I've had these, for, I've had these for over a year now. So we should be, we should be in good shape. We should be in very good shape, very good shape, very good shape. Yes, indeedy. So, um, I'm just sitting here. I'm just trying to, track what's going on right now with the with the face with the old facebook so i keep track of the comments that are popping out uh oh that's not even the one lord have mercy that's not even the one <laughs> i thought i thought i was live right now oh hold on lord have mercy i'm still in the facebook group i'm still in the this week in the sec group not on my own page uh oh, they don't even make no doggone sense. Y'all bear with me. There we go. Now I'm there. <laughs> now I'm now there. we cooking with Greece. Now we cook. Now, man, we from the south. We cooking with Crisco. You know how we do. You know how we, do. we do something for two. Yeah, hey, hey, don't play. Look here, man. Remember, remember my dudes to get that, uh, get that, that pork, that uh, pork belly, and cut that heavy, mm -hmm. heavy part of the fat off. And melt oh, that yeah. down to cook everything in it, and then make baking out the rest of it. Make that real thick. I'll do you bacon. one better. I'll do you. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll do you one better. Every time you have bacon for breakfast, I'm always put that bacon grease in a bowl and put it in the refrigerator. But that's come in. We had a look. We had a ceramic bowl with a top on it that sat beside mm -hmm. the stove. And anytime mom cooks, just a little bit, just go right in there. <laughs> yes, sir. And, and Lord have mercy, do not mess up and put fish grease in with the bacon grease. That was a whoop. Oh no. Oh my God! See y'all, y'all, y'all youngsters don't know nothing about y'all youngsters don't know nothing about about keeping the bacon grease and the fish grease on the side of the stove. We used to get whooped for that, boy. Absolutely. That, you waste my dog on good grease. My mother sounds nothing like that. Nothing like Cat Williams. <laughs> closest, closest uh, approximation I can do of my mother's voice. There, this shirt won't stay buttoned. I feel like the, there we go. Now we're now now we're now we're cooking with Crisco. Look, in two minutes I went from hey girl, how you doing? Hey girl, what's up? How you doing? Won't you go ahead and drop them digits on me too? And now the news. Anyway. And now the news. So hope you guys are doing okay out there in podcast land. Uh there's been a lot going on in the SEC, not only SEC but college football this week. There's been a whole bunch of stuff going on and we're going to get into that but before we do that we're just going to go ahead and jump into this right now i need to put this out here we do have a sweep we do that wasn't supposed to happen but that sound effect was real cool we do that have a sweep cool. i got excited for it we do still have the sweepstakes going zagnif apparel is giving you the opportunity to win free athletic gear as the thing says and this guy right here is going to tell you how. He might sound a little bit like somebody you know. Be right back. Zagnif Productions, in association with Zagnif Apparel, gives you the opportunity to win free athletic gear. And here's how you do it. Visit the Zagnif Apparel Design Shop at Etsy.com. Purchase any piece of apparel that will automatically qualify you for the August 7th drawing for free apparel. Each purchase counts as one entry. No limit on the number of entries allowed. At least one lucky winner will win one free outfit. That's right, one free top, 
one free bottom. Note, the embroidered bomber jackets will not be regarded as prizes for this sweepstakes. July 30th is the last day to enter, so get to the Zagnif Apparel Design Shop at Etsy.com today for your chance to win free athletic gear, courtesy of Zagnif Apparel. In conjunction with Zagnif Productions, LLC. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, your opportunity to win free athletic gear, courtesy of Zagnif Apparel. You have from now until the 30th of the month. All you got to do is buy yourself one piece that enters you in the sweepstakes. You can do multiple purchases. Each purchase counts as an individual entry. Um, so that's what we got. Uh, that's what we got going on with that from Zagnif Apparel. So, my man, you ready to jump into this, brother? Absolutely. I was gonna say that stuff looks really good, man. That apparel looks really, really good. And let me let me tell you, this is not me hyping my own, uh, pumping my own, uh, tooting my own horn, but uh, the 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 apparel is very comfortable. The shirts are comfortable. The joggers are real comfortable. Every lady that has bought a pair of leggings swears that they're they're awesome. Uh, the shoes are really cool looking. Um, you know, the, I mean, what's not cool about it, even if it's not an actual Chuck Taylor, what's not yeah. cool about a nice looking pair of Chuck Taylors? And they got my logo on. So there you, there you go. go. So run over there and get yourself a pair today. You might get an opportunity to win yourself some free stuff at the, at uh, August the 7th. So uh, and 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 I got smart. I started putting the uh, address right there on the screen. It's in the bottom corner over there underneath Colin. I can't get both my fingers and point nope. in the same point in the same direction. Right there, Etsy.com backslash shop backslash Zagnet apparel design. Or you can hit the QR code in the corner. Either one of them, take you right there. Pow. Get you right there. So let's get into it, my friend. We got uh we got stuff going on. Had a bunch of stuff going on this week. Uh where are we here? All right. Well, we can't get away from this one right here. This has been the talk. Yeah of college football since think about this it has only been one year and 10 days since this came into effect and it has mm-hmm. gone all the way up those of you that have been watching with regularity you saw the little clip that we posted yesterday uh it was just the first part of june when i said oh two three four years down the road these kids will be making three or four million dollars well uh if you missed it on saturday if you missed it on Saturday, I guessed it on a show. Nope, it's Friday evening. I guessed it on mm-hmm. North Sports Dynasty with a friend of the Let's Talk Football family, Mr. Andrew Foobs. Fobear, hey, Foobs, what's going on? Um, we talked about this, and Jalen Rashada has a $9.5 million NIL deal. Mm-hmm. He has not graduated high school yet. He does yeah. not graduate high school until next year. He has a $9.5 million NIL deal. Yep. Um, and, yes, that does seem like a whole lot of money. It is a whole lot of money. That is as much money as Nick Saban made last year for coaching the Alabama Crimson Tide. That is more money than Coach Mario Cristobal will make for coaching at Miami this year, I believe. He's making more money than about 75% of the Division One coaches out there. He's also making more money right now 
on that NIL deal than Trevor Lawrence is making in his rookie campaign as the starting quarterback of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Two on that's that for a minute. Well, I'm saying like that's a that was a good uh you know when you threw Nick Saban's name out there, you know, saying how much money and that's one year of uh Saban's coaching salaries that a kid from high school, not even finished graduating from high school, has not set foot on a collegiate football field. Is getting that money, you know? It's just it's it's insane. It is. It absolutely is. Um, you know, we talk, we've been saying this all along. Put a cap on it. Do something with it. Um, do something. With I mean, what it. gets me? What gets me is how, how do they come up with him being worth that? I mean, like, what has he done? I mean, aside from high school, I mean, I guess they had done for, nothing. For, like, what for his high, for, for his high school, everything. For the college sure. he plans, for the college he plans to attend and the boosters and plans to spend money on tickets and VIP packages and uh, merchandise and dumping money into the athletic department, specifically the football yeah. program, zero. Yeah, they're giving him. A well, bunch essentially, of it's like going to Vegas. Essentially, it's like going to Vegas and playing roulette. You know what I'm saying? They're going in there and throwing something. You know, throwing up, throwing up something up with sticks. I mean, like you're giving this kid millions of dollars. Not knowing what's going to pan out. Let's say he, he, his freshman year in college, he blows his knee out or something like that. What happens? I mean, I'm sure there'll be a, a clause probably in a, in a contract he signs or whatever. You, you, you know, the thing that's funny about the NILs is that I haven't been able to find a one yet anywhere that says these are the stipulations, yada, yada, yada. I'm sure if I do a deep dig, I could find one somewhere. I'm not on Reddit. I, yeah. You know, those Redditors are yeah. on it. They probably have the information. Um, yeah. I, well, I mean, I'm not like, like a hater, but I mean, hey, kudos to him for getting that nine point five. But I mean, well, yeah, at seventeen you know years I mean? old, yeah. But at seventeen years old with nine point five million dollars, listen, there's a reason why we hear tragic stories about child stars. Mm-hmm. I mean, there aren't too many people that start out as child stars that don't wind up having some sort of issue somewhere, whether it's right. you know a substance abuse That's problem true. or alcohol dependency problem or yeah. multitude of other things. Pa- parents fighting over the money. Parents trying to have you declare. Right. People try parents trying to declare you as crazy and putting you under a conservatorship until you almost 40 years old. Then by the time yeah, you get yeah, off the yeah. conservatorship, you think you are crazy. You know, yeah. um, all kinds of things. So I mean ah, it's a slippery slope. I, I do think yeah. that the I do think these kids need to make something, but I think nine point five million dollars is way too much. Yeah, man. And, 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 they need to make something, you know. But I mean, it's just you know who's who's to decide that monetary value. You know what I'm saying? And I and I agree yes. with you. That's way that's way overextending the you know the, the payment to those kids. You know. Yeah. Well, here, here's the thing. Let's let's think about this thing. We keep. Everybody, the question a lot of people are asking is, how did we go from there to here so quickly? Well, I'm going to break it down for you. Uh, I did a little digging. So it was three years ago. This September will make three years since California became. Remember when California said uh, college athletes can be paid for their name, image, and likeness? Okay. Mm -hmm. He called it the governor, Gavin Newsom, called it the Fair Pay to Play Act. And it was supposed to take effect next year. And later, uh, and then it became accelerated to September 2021st because it just got, it caught so much steam and everybody jumped on the bandwagon. And that was in September. 
Well, then in October, one month later, 20 other states jumped on the bandwagon. So the NCAA was like, well, at the, at the NCAA was like, well, let's get together and uh, figure out some NIL rules and come up with them by January 2021. Right. So um, June of 2020, Florida passed a law that said that NIL rights could be granted to college athletes with an effective date of July 1st, which was the earliest of any state. Mm-hmm. Then the NCAA says, "Not we're not going to come up with any rules. And they just said there were antitrust concerns. Uh, the U.S. Department, oh, the government's got some antitrust concerns. Well, then Georgia Governor Brian Kemp signs the law, signs it, signs it into law. And then the Supreme mm-hmm. Court jumps in, and, you know, later on and says, unanimously, pay the kids. Now, mind you, that's now that's a two-year timeline the right. time for the ncaa to get ahead of this thing was three years ago yeah. they had three years to prepare for this mm-hmm. and they did zero they did yeah. nothing they didn't get in they did oh well there's going to be and we can't come what it boiled down to is they didn't want to be responding they, they figured i knew they they got together and they figured out with more moving parts than they wanted to handle so they thought they would. They thought that by pushing it off, they would put it on the back burner, and maybe a few states would get uh, just. They would stay with those few states. Well, it made its way yeah. to the Supreme Court, and by then they were scrambling. Yeah. By then they were and, scrambling, and that was during. Yeah. And this is so June of twenty twenty one, right before all of this became in effect. Mark Emmett, the president of the NCAA, testifies before uh, the U.S. Senate, and. He asked for Congress to pass a law that would supersede all the other state laws that were passed. And Congress was like, Congress said the states have taken it upon themselves to do what the NCAA has proven incapable of doing. End of quote. That was from Senator Marsha Blackburn. So June 30th. Now, now mind you, they've had two years to fight this thing. The night yeah. before everything comes into effect, the NCAA comes out and says, well, yeah, it's okay. It's it's whatever. The next day, the very next day, students were signing deals. Uh, the first of which, the first notable one was uh, uh, University of Texas, Shocker. They got a bunch of money that yeah. uh, that uh, gave their offensive linemen 50 grand each in annual financing, which is – Ironically enough, that's more was, in line with what we wait, thought, wait, right? What, what, was, what was the magic number I said that they needed to get paid a piece? I don't remember. Don't make me don't either. make me dig it up. I think it was right about <laughs> I think it was right about fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you're right. I think it was around there, but that I mean, that that's that's understandable in my eyes. You know what I mean? And I think most people's eyes that I think that's more in line of what it should be. You know? Yeah. So now it was up. It. it, it it, they, with all that was going on, come this past February, the NCAA says, "Oh, we'll 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 look at uh, we'll start reviewing how uh, NIL is affecting recruiting and other aspects of sports." Come on, NCAA, you know good and hell well that these kids, a lot of these kids, are picking where they're going because they want to go where they can get the most money. There was a kid oh, yeah. at Florida State that decided he was going to sit out because he wasn't making enough NIL money. I've been saying yeah. that. I've been, I've been telling that story over and over and over and over again. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. NCAA, if the NCAA had jumped in and gotten in on this earth, what the NCAA is doing is the equivalent of those folks that Zuckerberg talked to who said, I'm going to call it Facebook. And they were like, you out of your mind, man. My space is going to be around forever. It's the equivalent mm-hmm. of the people that said, you doing what? You doing what? Uh, what is that you call That's it? Crazy. Uh, oh, Lord. You do what? Uh, Bitcoin. What's that? Oh, man, <laughs> you out your mind. Bitcoin will never take off. You understand what I'm saying? Absolutely. That's like yeah. that's like the people like the people that told uh, Henry T the Henry Ford uh, that old Model T will never go anywhere. And the key stands for trash. The NCAA yeah. had all opportunity to get ahead of this thing, and they went, nope. They really just went. We don't want to do anything. We just hope the government will stop it, and the government didn't. And now here no, we are. They, they put the pedal to the metal and, and pushed it on through. And you know, at the very least, and you and I talked about this. At the very least, they should have put some kind of. Uh, I wouldn't say a regulating factor, but some kind of committee, you know, that we had talked about before, you know, for these kids and financial advisors or something, something to that nature, you know, I mean, if they couldn't, if they didn't want to stop it, I mean, you know, I mean, I, I'm like you, though, you, you, they were fully um, convinced that it was going to, you know, it was going to be stopped in the long run. And oh, they, um, they were 100 percent convinced that Congress was going to say, no, nah, we're not going to let y'all do that. So, I mean, like three years, I mean, and even still now, I mean, they, the, 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 the NCAA or the colleges themselves should should have that kind of committee or have that kind of, uh, you know, board. Well, the colleges, well, the colleges aren't. Come on, man. You think the colleges are really going to do something like that with all that money? Think about think about hey. that kid. That's, think about that kid that's coming into Miami, Jalen, uh, Jalen Rashada. Yeah. Yeah. He's coming into Miami. You know how how, how packed the stadium is going to be now? Because the fans off the top are going to go, this kid must really be something because they're paying him $9.5 million. Do you think that's true, though? I mean, do you honestly think that's true? Like, I mean, a kid's getting, getting like I said, nobody, I mean, he, he may be a stud. And, uh, I mean, is he from Florida? I think he is from Florida, right? Like, he's coming out of even high school. He's not, he's not from Florida, no. Okay. So, I mean, I don't, I don't know that'd be from, such a, I don't know that'd be such a fan fair for him just because he's getting paid 9.5. And if there is, I mean, look at the flip side of that. You know, what if he no, gets out there and he gets, he gets smoked? Put it to you like this. Do you not think that the ratings went up on Chiefs games the last, uh, not this past season, but the season before, just because Patrick Mahomes got a $500 million deal on the, on the heels of a Super Bowl victory? The Chiefs gave him $500 million. You don't think everybody in Kansas City was watching those games just to see if he was worth the $500 million, plus sports fans all across the – you just said it on the heels of the Super Bowl, right? Right, but my my point is is that he got a whole bunch of money, right? Right. right. So yeah. now people that might not have been paying attention started paying attention. They were like, "Let me see if this guy is really worth this five hundred million dollars." I can see that. I guess I can see that. Yeah. Okay. I got you. You, you dig? You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I keep, no, saying, you, I keep saying you dig what I'm saying. Like I'm a <laughs> like I'm an old cat from the from the seventies. You dig? You understand but, me? Yeah. Right. <laughs> You know who that oh, is, don't you? Man. <laughs> yeah. I'm not even. I, I'm not going there with you today, Mister Pashu. Hey, hey yeah, <laughs> your boy, your boy threw that. Your boy threw your last name out there yesterday. He's like, you first person to get it right. Yeah, no, I was surprised. I do that day. That was well, amazing. You, well, you, it never happened. But you, know, you know the Canadians also do. They they got that French culture too. So he's right. Well, he yeah, saw yeah. I didn't yeah. think about that. You're absolutely right because he, he he saw that spelling and he's like, yeah, that's French. Yeah, well, his last name is French too. I think Faubert. 
I wonder yeah. how many people. I wonder how many people call him Falbert. Falbert for Bert. <laughs> yeah. Hey, is this for Ernie? No, this for Bert. Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, they, so now you're going to have a bunch of a bunch of skeptical Miami fans that are going to be watching or going to the games because it's just you know, listen. One thing that Americans are good for is sheer morbid curiosity. We would check something out out of sheer That's morbid true. curiosity. That's you understand true. what I mean? That's why. Remember when NYPD Blue had such a it was such a big kerfuffle because they showed a naked man's backside while he was taking a shower, and everybody yeah. rushed to watch the reruns or watch their VCRs <laughs> that they had taped. So yeah. it, it's it's curious, yeah. morbid curiosity. People are going to buy tickets or watch it. Like their ratings are gonna go up. Yeah. Just because that kid is going there, just like Arch, just like the whole thing with Arch Manning, Texas, they're, they're, all eyes will be on Texas and Miami, not this coming season, but next season. Watch, watch what I tell you. Yeah, I'm, I'm still wondering why he actually didn't. He, he had an offer from Florida first, right? Didn't he have a uh, yes. offer from Florida with more money? Um, yeah, and he turned yeah. It down to go to Miami, right? Well, supposedly his agent got involved and kind of steered him away from it, and they're looking into that right now. Oh, that's right. I saw that article. He said, I would never. I think he, he, didn't, he didn't have any nice things to say to, about Florida out there. <laughs> so, that's very true. There's our boy. Hey, Sean, if you were commenting, don't be mad that uh, we didn't put him up and we didn't shout you out. It just took a minute for your comments to come through. And yes, like you said, on the heels of a Super Bowl victory. And that's, that's exactly. That's exactly what Colin said. And I, and I don't have a problem. I, and, and again, and again, I don't have an issue with that. Mahomes won a Super Bowl. He was a young quarterback coming in. He was doing stuff that people couldn't figure out how to shut him down. Yeah. They won a Super Bowl. Uh, and so on the heels of that, the Chiefs rewarded him with a $500 million deal, which made everybody else go, for real, though? Yeah. Let me but check on the flip side of that, this guy, this kid, you have no, no, uh, no, no reference. For him, I mean, like you're just like throwing cash at him when he's actually going to be moving from a different type of uh, you know football playing, you know. Period. I mean, like I mean, there's going to be a lot more, a lot more players that was you know that are actually very talented and have like you know that are a lot better, you know, than you played in high school. You know what I mean? Right. But that's right. the only. That's yeah, the only thing I'm like it's, just, yeah. it's just throwing against the wall and making see. I understand that people will be interested and intrigued by you know saying why why there must be a reason why they're giving this guy nine point five right. There's got to be a reason. I, I won't go see it, you know. But, right, and that, and there's good. That there's going to be a lot of that. There's going to be sure. a lot of that. Like the first, let's say they go on a tear, they win four straight, and he shows out. People, the, the viewership is going to increase, and ticket sales are I'm probably sure. going to go up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so, because everybody else is going to, you know, Martin Lawrence said a long time ago, run, tell that. There's going to be a bunch of people running back and telling that, yo, <laughs> this kid's phenomenal. Yo, he, he juked like the whole defense and ran 300 yards just to score a 60-yard touchdown. And then he threw a 70-yard touchdown bomb off his back foot and bounced off the referee's head, like all kinds right. of crazy stuff. And so like he, threw a, he threw a pass to himself, scored, he scored a touchdown by himself. He threw the ball up in the air and ran and catch it. <laughs> yeah. And they also have a Heisman hopeful and Van Dyke as well. So I mean, yeah. you got you, you you got that combination of things going on there. Shout out to our guy Sean Spencer who is in the comments today, always holding it down. 
Uh, we like to refer to him as the, uh, the the godfather of Let's Talk Football, whereas Janae Strother would be the godmother. Uh, the two of them founded Let's Talk Football, which has evolved into a – I did I counted it, Sean, and if I got it wrong, I'm sorry. But with the Let's Talk Football programs and the, and the affiliate programs, I think it's 11 or 12 programs total. Like you like the like the Nick Saban Crazy. coaching like the Nick Saban coaching tree. It has evolved into uh, a lot of shows. There is something on every night of the just about every night of the week, especially during football season. You will not lack for football news. And that guy right there, matter of fact, he's the reason why we're sitting here talking to you guys right now because we hadn't even remotely thought about doing the show. I hadn't thought about it. He talked to me, and it was me and him. And he was like, "What about your guy, Colin? He's a he's a Georgia fan." And I was like, "Yo, Colin," and he was like, "Uh." I never done it before. Now you in here like an old pro. <laughs> Wait, it's funny because he, he and I were going back and forth through Facebook Messenger, and we were talking about that same that that same thing you were just saying. And I was like, I'll never forget how you hoodooed me, man. You we were here talking. <laughs> we'll do not a drive. The, not, not He's the, like, we're going live in five. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> not the hoodoo. He got you with the uh, hoodoo. Yeah, man, but you got me, and hey, it, it worked out well. I think, yeah, I mean, it was fun. It is fun. Trust me. Yeah, man. Hey, look, breaking news, uh, breaking news out of Texas. We're back. <laughs> the lie detector test proved that that was a lie. No, I don't know. We will see. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Quinn Ewers has got some work to do this year, so we'll see what goes on because he's only going to have. He's got one season to do what he needs to do before Arch shows up. But we didn't yeah. want to get into the Arch Manning talk. We were fine. I think we're finally for now on the back end of it, uh, on the back end of all the Arch Manning news, at least until uh, at least until football season starts. Because then every news reporter and their brother is going to be down at every single one of his games at the host of the Immaculate Conception or whatever the school is name of it that he goes to. So yeah. anyway, what's that? No, no, you're good. Okay, I thought you I thought you I thought you were <laughs> gonna contribute something, my friend. I didn't want to step on you in the conversation. Those of you that oh, are yeah. just joining no, us, you said you were done you. talking about it. You said you were done talking about it, so I, I didn't want to I didn't want to oh, okay. Yeah. Those of those of you that are just, just now tuning in, if you are watching us live right now, if you're watching the replay, if you are listening to the podcast, hello, hey, how are you doing? We appreciate you guys joining us for this week in SEC football season two. Episode 11, I am Mr. Figures. That is Colin P. from the DMV. I don't. I only run through your all of your names at the front and the back of the show, not during the middle. Cause That's fine. I kind of feel like Tiger Woods when he gets on the, you know, the first tee of the, the you know, golf tournament he plays in. You know, how many times you know, all the all the trophies he's won, the tournaments he's won. But the amount of names <laughs> I have. They got to run through all of those real quick. And at one time that Phil Mickelson was like, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> That's enough. That's enough already. Well, listen. We're gonna take uh, we're gonna take a brief pause for the cause, mainly because I want to see Mr. Want Mr. Spencer to see our uh, our brand new pause for the cause video that we came up with, and we will be right back. But first, a word from another of our sponsors.
Hey, that's our guy Sidney Swinton. One half of one third of Sunday morning with the Swintons. Uh, he and his wife Ash host the Sunday morning show. They have a little uh, their popular segment, Mrs. Swinton's Pop Quiz, and uh, and they also have morning vitamin. They give us some good Sunday morning football talk real early on a Sunday, especially even during the off seasons. Uh, and that is Sydney's business, Squid Rips Cards. He's on TikTok a couple of times a week uh, at the uh, at the name at Squid Rips Cards. Get it, our guy Sydney today. You see his name down there in the uh, in the crawl also. So we're gonna take a brief pause for the cause, and we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. See, I threw that Bama does what Bama do on the back end, right? Yeah, I had to do that. I like that. Gotta give Colin his, gotta give Colin his, <laughs> gotta let Colin get his, man. That, hey, that was an inaugural show, man. That's when, it, that's when it came out. The first show I ever did. That's when it came out. Bama does what Bama do, and that is the truth to this day. And although, right now, they're not doing a whole lot, except Nick is, uh, I hear tell Nick is running his boys in the ground because <laughs> he wants that national, he wants that national championship this year. Uh, off topic because we didn't plan on talking about this. Uh, serious question: What do you think is the realistic probability? You like that, huh? You like that? You like that? <laughs> just for you. That, that, look, I had to give you the throwback from when you actually used to like uh, Kirk there. So, yeah, appreciate that, Sean. Good looking out, man. Um, what do you think is a realistic probability that uh, Old Saint Nick retires if he wins a national championship? This coming season, what do you think is the realistic probability? That you know, what, you know what's funny. I was going to ask you the same thing, and I got honestly, I was. I, I'm telling you, we on, we right here. But no, it was the same uh, same question I was going to ask. Um, me personally, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, like honestly, I'm still trying to figure out. I know what more he can accomplish aside from winning one more national championship. I mean, he's got all the accolades he could possibly. I mean ever want, but I mean, like, he's a football coach, and I mean, he is always room for one more. Uh, to answer your question, though, um, I say if he wins it, I think he's gone. I actually think he will retire if he wins one more. Um, now, saying that, if he loses, if we buy, you know, some way or say, you know, if, if we win another one, and if we play them and beat them again, I don't know. I'm kind of 50-50 on the, him leaving or, or staying on that, because, I mean, that still may be a thorn that he, he, you know, that may get him to stay. You know what I mean? Yeah, but um, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I think if he wins, he's gone. Well, yeah, he's won coach of the year. I don't know how many times he's won national championships at two different schools. Uh, he's got Heisman Trophy winners out the wazoo. He's put more players into the NFL than any other program in the last 16 yeah. years. Sure. He has. Uh, God, what else has he done? He's put more NFL players in than in the last 16 years. Uh, he has helped Alabama jump far way and ahead of everybody in terms of number of conference titles. Uh, I don't he think beat Bear, didn't he? 
Didn't he beat Bear Bryant record? Or did I, I don't know if I don't know if he's passed Bear yet or not because Bear coached for uh, Bear was yeah. a head coach for. A I long thought he time. was pretty close. I thought he was fairly close. I think he's getting there. We went over that I think last season, and I I don't have those notes in front of me. I, he's probably getting close, but. Remember, Bear Bryant coached in an era where a coach could be at a school for thirty years like it was nothing. You know what yeah. I mean? Think about just think we about Joe Darrell. Guaranteed, we had our boy Darrell here. No, <laughs> oh yeah, he'd be like, but our, our buddy Darrell, he talks real quiet. He said, "Yeah, Nick Saban was coach. He became the coach in two thousand six. He's got one hundred seventy four point <laughs> six wins, and uh, and uh, Bear Bryant has three hundred forty eight point eight wins." Don't ask me how we got the point eight when they actually played whole games, <laughs> but that's exactly how many. Uh, so uh, Nick would have to coach and win uh, perfect seasons for the next sixteen years in order to pass Paul Bear Bryant in his houndstooth hat and his seersucker jacket as he uh, waited to coach in the history of Alabama football. That's how our boy talks for real. That is that is spot on. But he'll like, he'll say, let me tell you something. Let me let me tell you guys. Something. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. And they'll preface it with that. But I love yeah, talking to him. Like, you understand his, what I'm saying? You're from the South. Yeah. You're from the South. His, you understand his, what I'm saying? His other favorite argument is, yeah, Coach Rick is a good coach. But do you want a guy who builds men or you want a coach that wins national championships? What do you want? I've heard that from him. Yeah, <laughs> 180 <laughs> times. 180 times. But guess what? Mark Rick set the foundation for the house that Kirby has built. And Kirby has taken the keys and gone on with it. Yeah. yeah, so let's keep this thing moving on along, moving on along here. Uh, you know, there's been a whole bunch of uh, hopping around with the conferences. Uh, USC and UCLA just definitely set things on fire by announcing that they would be moving over to the Big Ten Conference in 2024, uh, one year ahead of when Texas and OU moved to the SEC. Which set yeah. off a chain of events, and well, what what that's all I've seen is what conferences are going to collapse, and how are other conferences going to survive, and who's what teams are going to go from what conferences to what conferences. I mean, yeah. even as as recently as this weekend, we heard that uh, Clemson, UVA, uh, Clemson and UVA specifically. I forgot what other teams, but Clemson and UVA, those are the two big ones that were in talks. North Carolina, I believe, it was that were in talks. With the SEC to come over to the SEC, uh, but but Commissioner Greg Sankey put all of that to a stop today. He came out and he said, "Quote: We're positioned at 16 teams for a robust future." I'm sorry, he didn't say that. It was an athletic director. Uh, the need just isn't there, and uh, yeah. Commissioner Sankey basically backed that up uh, by saying that we're just going to stand pat where we are for right now. Um, you know, I and I I don't know. How do you feel about that, man? I I, I was, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with him. I mean, I think I think we could we should stand at sixteen. I mean, it it uh, there was a short. Did you did you actually look at the SEC short I sent you? It was really funny, and it put all this I, in perspective. I haven't hilarious. gotten to it. I haven't gotten to it yet. Uh, shout out to SEC shorts. They don't uh, watch us or anything like that, but. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that are SEC fan, I don't. You know what? I don't even know why I'm saying this. I don't know anybody that's a fan of SEC football that doesn't know about SEC shorts. For those yeah. of you that don't, there are there's a team of people that does some hilarious skits about the Southeastern Conference and football. 
Uh, and they put out one or two a week after every like they they start filming on Saturday night, and they film early in the Sunday morning so they can get them out by Sunday afternoon. They literally don't start filming those skits till Saturday evening, man. So so when you get a chance, watch it because you know that. And I uh, there was one in Missouri. Missouri's just it's kind of like they're doing like an interview there on the, like an auditorium, and the you know the guy that usually is the Georgia fan, little short dude. He's in the uh, the audience in the chairs and what have you, and then he's just sitting there, and people are just coming in and interviewing. And Missouri's standing there. He said, "You know, you're already in the SEC, right?" He said, "I just want to hear my name." <laughs> I know, you know how I feel about Missouri. So I mean, it just it just kind of hit me, kind of tickled me funny. Well, hey, look, Missouri was Missouri. Missouri was in my mind a legitimate threat when they had Drew Locke. I mean, not that they were not that they were yeah. a threat to win the conference, but. They were a threat to if you weren't playing, if you weren't hitting on all eight cylinders when you hit the gridiron on Saturday, Missouri might get you because you locked did not play mess around. Yeah. Uh, you know, we see that unfortunately that has not translated on the NFL field, but he's got yeah. some playing time, and uh, a lot of people have had some good things to say about him. So uh, sure. that's all we got yeah, there. I, mean, I ain't talking too bad, but you know, it was just funny because of the, the things I said about him in the past. I mean, I'm not, I don't hate him or nothing. I'm just saying it was just hilarious. They were the last one. They were the last ones in the skit. And he said, you realize you are in the SEC already. I just want to hear my name. <laughs> <laughs> well, Greg Sankey, really, he he said, he, he basically summed it up. He He's always said that there's more things that need to happen if the other conferences, uh, in the other conferences, before he, you know, before the SEC. Because everybody's saying the SEC basically has a stranglehold on the playoff. Whose fault is that? I hey, not you mine. Not no, yours. not mine or yours. I mean, like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, so he was saying, hopefully, this NIL deals will get you better players, and you'll get there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But um, yeah. So this is what he had to say, and he was he said it he said it with his whole chest too. He said, "I was sitting there watching the national championship, and I thought they just thought I wasn't serious when I said we could leave it at four. People apparently didn't take me seriously. I don't think people heard me when I said we were fine with staying at four. He said the conference will thrive at four. It's not healthy for the rest of college football. <laughs> but we can stay at four. We can stay at four. Well, what, what say you on this situation? You think it's cool at 16, or would you like to see more added? Or, I mean, what, what, Ooh, what's me? the, the, the most the most that you would take, like the, the final number? Well, you also, you also have to consider tipping point and devaluation. Um, although football has college football has grown into such a juggernaut that I think that people will watch just about anything if it's on yeah. and it's true because this year I was watching Thursday this past season just because of this show I was watching Thursday games Friday games Saturday yeah. Saturday I even tried to stay up and watch the late Saturday games man uh, I think there, there yeah. might have been a couple of games on Wednesday for some god awful reason I tried to watch those too. I watched as much college football as I could get my hands on because I didn't because yeah. I, I didn't want to seem like the dumb kid in the class. But look, anytime I do a show with Sean, I feel like the dumb kid in the class. Because Sean, <laughs> Sean has got like this encyclopedic knowledge. He can walk by the TV, he can walk by the TV twice during a football game, and then come on on come on in the comment section on Monday and be like, Oh yeah, John Smith threw for 378 yards and two touchdowns. There's one he bounced off the referee's head. You remember that when I told you? Yeah, he's like, so I don't want to feel like the dumb kid in the class. So I have to make sure I, I study. 
See, I think I think Sean will be the one like those uh, diehard soccer fans that get up in the morning like two, three in the morning to watch you know a football game. Like a you know some of those soccer fans get up in the morning, like the middle of the morning. Oh yeah, absolutely, Sean. I'm not sure. That's what uh, Greg Sankey, the commissioner, was saying that uh, people were saying about the SEC and the playoffs. That that was him saying. That's what other people were saying. So, so yeah. But the SEC has decided now. To me. Uh, I think at some point there becomes a devaluation if you add too many. And the reason why is part of it is part of it is uh, rivalries. I know people are really hung up. Well, I won't say hung up on, but that's a big argument is we're going to lose our rivalries. And like, there's a way that you can set up a schedule. You can set up your schedule so that you still have your rivalries. I mean, Georgia still plays Georgia tech every year. Georgia's been playing Georgia Tech forever. They still play Georgia Tech every year, even though they went uh, they went from ten games because they played a ten game season the year we won the national championship in nineteen eighty. They played a twelve game season this year. They still played Florida. They still played mm-hmm. Georgia Tech. Now, granted, that only added two games to their schedule, yeah. uh, but the conference has since expanded to sixteen. If you're talking about expanding it to twenty, that means there's some games that are just not going to get played every year. Yeah. Especially if they do away with the if they do away with the divisions. Although if they expand that large, they're going to have to have this. So not to get too much off of what you since you mentioned Florida about the the Georgia Florida game. There's uh, there's been conversations about uh, doing a home and home. What's your feeling? It should have been, ha- dude. Huh? This should have been it should have been a home and home forever. Okay, you don't think it's succeed? You shouldn't stay in Jacksonville. Well, the biggest thing about it is. The biggest thing about it is, yeah, neutral site game in Florida. Granted, it's close enough to where Georgia fans, Georgia fans yeah. will make the trip for that game, okay? Sure, yeah. But it's still a neutral site game in Florida. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's just like our neutral site game against Oregon 45 minutes down the road from the campus of the <laughs> University of Georgia. You yeah. know what I'm saying? How many Oregon fans you think are going to make that trip? I don't know. I don't know how how well they travel. I mean, yeah, you know how good we travel. I mean, like if it was in Oregon, I wouldn't doubt you know half the stadium be red black. <laughs> but I don't know about them though. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna have to read this out loud because uh, this sounds like one of the things that one of, one of one of your uncles will tell you that you don't that you but what the uncle say. So I got to read it out loud. When you love it, this is for my boy Sean. When you love it, you live it. Every inch of college football is beautiful, but to truly love, you have to love. All of it, the winless and the undefeated. Well, you need to tell that to the folks at Vanderbilt, Sean. Now that I've read it out loud, <laughs> I know what you're trying to say. You need to tell that to the folks at Vanderbilt. They start leaving after the first kickoff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it is it, it, it is a rare it, it is a rare thing that you will ever watch a Vanderbilt game on national television and see crowd shots full of people. <laughs> past past the first six minutes of the first quarter, unless yeah. they're playing Tennessee at home, in which case there's a whole bunch of people in the stands throwing mustard on the field. But yeah. I digress. I digress. So that's what we are now. My my thing. To, to, I did answer your question about that. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not opposed to it. I just hope it doesn't get to a point where it turns into too much to handle. Like there's going to have to be some serious planning that's going to take that needs to take place in the next couple of years because I can see Greg Sankey maybe 
backing up and saying, well, we'll take two more. You know what I mean? Like the doorman yeah. at the club that lets 10 people in and then cuts it off in front of you who's been in line since like 7 o'clock and now it's 10 and you still ain't in the club. And then 10 minutes later, he comes back like, all right, you two, come on. You know, so yeah. that, that, that's kind of what I look at, George, the, the SEC as. It's like, like no, nah, you guys cannot come in our treehouse. You mm-hmm. guys cannot play with us. This is our fort. <laughs> like you ain't you know, yeah. yeah. So that is where we are with that, man. Those of you just joining, oops. Those of you just joining us, welcome to this week in SEC football. I am Mr. Figures from Zach Dave Central. That is Colin P from the DMV, the brother from another. We appreciate you joining us today. They, I, they, they need to add the other one on there. That's supposed to be the air horn, but <laughs> air horn is not the air horn. But not, fah, 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 fah. It's not oh. the same. Yeah. So we appreciate you joining us. We just now wrapping up the, talking about the SEC standing pat at 16 teams after much speculation that they would be adding four more teams to include Clemson and the University of Virginia. Uh, so that leads us to our next topic and before we go another further we also want to thank the rest of our sponsors today uh that being djg enterprises greekgans.com envision social media and 1906t's.com all three wonderful uh sponsors in addition to squid rips cards we appreciate you all for being sponsors of this week in sec football if you want to be a sponsor hit us up let us know We'll take Cash App. We'll take Venmo. We'll take PayPal. We'll t- no, we won't take Facebook Pay because there's too many. There's too many hackers in the Facebook Pay. But we'll take, we'll take Master Chef Advisor. No Master Chef Advisor. <laughs> Master Chef Advisor. Okay, I like that. <laughs> the half Advisor. Anyway, so despite all of that, there's still all this speculation about what conferences are going to survive. We know the Big Ten is going to really come out of this unscathed. And uh, they really have added some value in adding UCLA and USC. So uh, what conferences do you see, Colin, that wind up after the dust clears? How do you think – what do you think the landscape is going to look like? you think the Pac-12 is going to survive? Do you think the Big 12 is going to survive? Uh, there's even been some talk about Pac and Big merging and forming their own super conference. So what do you think? I, I don't know, man. I mean, all this has been throwing me for a loop. I mean, I really haven't really – pay too much attention uh except recently you know with um a couple of teams trying to jockey and then you know everybody trying to come to sec uh it's gonna be hard don't you think it's gonna be hard to survive for the pac-10 to, 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 to survive when people leave it like that i mean like i mean don't you think people are gonna follow suit like if people i mean if colleges actually if do, they can if they can because yeah, I mean, yeah. think about it uh think about it the two biggest teams in the Pac-10 are gone, and those are the two with the two biggest, biggest, longest, and most storied traditions. Uh, yeah. With the with the exception of Stanford, with uh, Stanford, with the, the game uh, where the, the play was not over and he ran into the band on the field. Um, yeah, but what what other teams like? Who's going to tune in to watch uh, Stanford or Oregon State? You know, Utah is making a Utah is making a big push right now. They're, they're you know, a couple three more years of I did, did say a couple three, I'm from the south. A couple three more years of uh some play like they've been like they played the last couple of seasons. They should 
become a little more buzzworthy as the fan base increases. Yeah. But you got smaller schools now. Uh, you got smaller D1 schools now that are trying to do things like build bigger stadiums and have bigger facilities just to make them more attractive destinations. I mean, look at what they're doing at UCF. They're trying to expand their stadium just so they can get uh, so they can get to uh, you know Power Five status. Because yeah. you know, there's certain things I think it's academics, uh, academics, and the size of your facilities and things of that nature. So yeah. I don't, I don't know, man. I honestly I mean, doesn't that open it up? Doesn't uh, you know Texas and Oklahoma leaving? Uh, sorry about my chair. We've talked about that before. So. Um, but um, you know, with Oklahoma and Texas leaving, doesn't that open it up for the I guess the next teams in line that were having trouble, you know, beating those two teams? You know, oh, for Oklahoma, for, for Oklahoma State, absolutely. Yeah, Oklahoma uh, State. Gundy, I, was gonna, I was definitely going to miss him. Yeah, I was going to miss yeah, him. Yeah, Gundy. I don't. I mean, Gundy definitely brought those boys up this year. I mean, they won yeah. Bedlam. They won Bedlam. So those other teams out of the way, you know, it gives them uh, you know straight shot to to win in their conference. You know, or, or yeah, have a great shot. At it. Oh, you're one hundred. You're one hundred percent right. But as we know, it's it's all about the Benjamins, man. It's all about the money, oh, and yeah. everybody's trying to run to. The conferences with more money, uh, Sean is saying that a bunch of people who watch them, it's good football regardless of where they rank or who gets all the money. It's a damn shame, but money runs things. And you're right. It's the truth. Uh, sorry about that, Sean. On our platform, I think we have to upgrade up one more level before we can get all platforms and show comments. So, yeah, I can, I can see your Facebook comment, but I cannot. Uh, I, it doesn't come to me for me to post it. Foobs is in the building. What's up, brother? Um, so there, so yeah, it's, it's going to come down to money and for the PAC 12, the two teams in the largest market are leaving and going to another conference mm. in a, after that, after this year. So the thought process was just that somebody needs to look into tapping, uh, the conferences that are looking at how they're going to survive needs to look at, start tapping into the ACC because the next biggest television markets are the Carolinas and Virginia. Yeah. Right. The Carolinas Absolutely. and Virginia. Yeah. And so, Absolutely. I mean, you got Texas, obviously. You got Texas, you got Los Angeles, you got uh, Dallas, you got Los Angeles, you got New York City. After that, that's not that the television markets that are not in the SEC, North Carolina and Virginia. Yeah. And that's that's what these conferences are looking to snag is these people with these large television markets because, I mean, dude, money talks. You know, uh, Wesley Snipes said a long time ago, money talks. The BS runs a marathon. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. So, so what do you what, yeah. what do you think? What do you think about the fact that I mean, just think about the fact that ESPN is trying to void their contract. Yeah, I mean that that that's, that speaks volumes, doesn't it? I mean, it's just like it's it's. It came from like uh, all the the conferences getting their own channel to like <laughs> ESPN, kind of like voiding their contracts with other conferences, you know. Yeah, you're right about you're right about. Well, that. I mean, we got a Big Ten network, you got ACC network, you got you know SEC network, you got um, I'm not sure about the the back. I don't think they have any kind of network. Yeah, I believe they do. Yeah, you got you got but, Big um, Ten, you got ACC, you got SEC, you got Big Twelve, and you got a Pac twelve. All of the Power Fives have net, their own networks. Yeah. So yeah, but you can't you can't expect ESPN to be funneling money in there, you know, when when the teams are you know jockeying. 
are moving to yeah, different. Yeah, well, ES, ESPN is still ESPN is still the cash cow, especially since with the, one of the smartest things ESPN did is when the the colleges started brand, you know, and then the NBA uh, teamed up with TNT. Uh, one of the smartest things ESPN did was hitch their wagon to the NFL and then tie themselves to ABC because yeah. ABC and Disney got together. And you know Disney prints their own money. So that was one of the smartest things the ESPN did. And now ESPN is in a position as part of the ABC Disney family of networks. They're in a position where they can go, eh, we're not going to dump all this money into your conference if nobody's going to be watching your games. Right. Yep. Absolutely. That's where the money comes in, for sure. Yeah. So Notre Dame, ad nauseum, again, that's, that's the name we hear more than any. Notre Dame said, eh, we're going to wait this thing out and see how things go. And the ACC has put the kibosh on uh, bringing over. Was it ACC or was it Big Ten? One of those two. Says, oh, we're going we're, we're to hold off on bringing over these uh, Pac-12 teams until we see what Notre Dame does. So Notre Dame is basically holding the big joker. They're at the space table holding the big joker. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they feasibly, Notre Dame could feasibly sit, think about it. Notre Dame has not won a national championship since Lou Holtz. Yeah. And they still have some of the biggest ratings of any football program in, in Division One. Notre Dame could feasibly sit out the conference hopping, not join a conference, and still be okay. Yeah. That's and crazy. They and one of wow. the few schools that probably could pull that off, as far as yeah. as far as as far as schools where sports is king, it's one of the few schools that could actually pull that off. Are are they? Aren't they the only independent, or are there other independent? Oh no, there's a there's a whole conference full of independents, but they don't. So have independent conference. conference? They don't <laughs> have. A, they don't. More. They don't necessarily have a conference championship per se, because like the military academies are included in that. Right. All that stuff. I just think it's kind of crazy that they can pick and choose. Like, oh, no, we don't want to be part of this. We got, we're going to wait. You know, yeah, you but then during the COVID short season, they're like, uh, yeah, we're going we to play in the ACC. Right. I mean, do you, that, to that point, do you think they should be forced to, to, to pick a conference or to join a conference? I mean, I don't know how. I don't, I, don't, I don't think so, but I think that the way that the conference alignments are going, if they continue – uh, it's funny. There's been it's funny that there's been so much speculation, but right now all we really have that we have confirmed is OU Texas, the SEC, and USC UCLA to the Big Ten. But if things keep going along this route, Notre Dame will wind up having to join a conference because eventually, once all the larger conferences are set, they're going to get together and sit down at the table, and they're either going to agree to disagree, and they're going to have their own little championships. Or they're going to yeah. sit down at the table and they're going to come up with some kind of handshake deal. They're going to put it on paper and they're going to revamp the entire college football playoff. And part of that playoff is probably going to require that you are a member of one of the conferences, one of the super conferences that Notre yeah. Dame has refused to be part of. Right. So we'll see. But as far yeah, as money, as far as money is concerned, money and ratings, Notre, all you have to do is say Notre Dame. Like, what did they do? I mean, I find myself, <laughs> I, I could be listening and they could be talking about a whole bunch of gobbledygook on ESPN, and they say Notre Dame, and it immediately gets my attention just because it's Notre Dame. Yeah. So, 
Yeah. Uh, origin. And the biggest thing again is the money. Like we said, we talked about the money. I meant to put this in the. Uh, I meant to put this in our banner. But if you don't believe that money is the answer, uh, this list was. I'm trying to find the source, but this list was posted earlier today in one of the groups that I follow. It talks about the top ten college football teams in terms of football value. Uh, and I'm only, I only wrote down the figures for the top three, but coming in at number six, the returning national champions, the UG, the dogs of UGA. Coming at number five, Notre Dame. That right uh-huh. there is why Notre Dame will be able to go. Nah, we don't need your conference. I mean, we might decide to join when we do actually when we actually want to play for a championship. If you guys yeah. decide to circle the wagons, but right now we're good. Number four is Michigan. Number three is Alabama. They had a recorded revenue, and this was in 2018 was when this was, of $140,831,439 and was valued at $1.009 billion. Gracious. Man. <laughs> and they're number three? <laughs> That's number three. Number two is Ohio State. As we know, Ohio State has a ginormous fan base all over the country. Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, I got two or three co-workers that are OSU graduates here in little old Oklahoma. Um, 136. Now, the revenue doesn't really doesn't count as far as their rankings, just their work. Uh, it's $136,574,384 with a total overall football value of $1.048 billion, $1. billion. Wow. Anybody, anybody watching want to take a stab at who number one was? We'll give you a couple of seconds because we know there's a delay from the time we put the question out there till now. <laughs> you don't have to think too hard about it. Nobody? I'm done. I'm done Bueller? Bueller? You caught me off guard with the Alabama being three and then Ohio State not even being number one. Bueller? Nobody? Can I give you can I give you can I give you a, I give you a hint? Can I give you a hint? Oh, well, there you go. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, it's the University of Texas at $163,928,996.96. Uh, in revenue and $1.1 billion in revenue. You know, I tried to figure, I tried to look and see, based on this article, how that was calculated. I don't know. It's got to have something to do with revenue to revenue to uh, total value or something like that. Uh, some finance guru will be able to say, oh, it's just that near recurring value, regurgitating stock and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. So think about that. There is a college, There are three college football programs in this country that are worth a billion dollars a piece in terms of total football value. That is why the SEC, even though Texas is not that great, has not been so great pretty much since Vince Young left. I mean, they've been okay here and there, but they've not yeah, been anywhere good. near those days. That's why the SEC was like, why, sure, Texas, you can come right on over and bring your $1.1 billion. Bring your checkbook over here. Yeah. We'll gladly accept you. Come on. Yeah, that's why, they, yeah. that's why they're able to go, yeah, sure, we'll bring your biggest rival with you. So not only are we getting your biggest rival and your valuation, we're getting also the valuation of the uh, the most valuable foot college football franchise in your next door neighbor state in Oklahoma. Yep. Yep. I mean, it makes sense. 
I mean, it, it makes sense, then it doesn't make sense. <laughs> but it's all about the Benjamins, right? I mean, that's all about the money. Oh, so. yeah. Absolutely. 100%, man. 180% is what it is. Uh, and we've been saying all along, we've been saying all along, when Oklahoma and Texas jumped, I think a lot of these schools didn't think that anybody else was going to follow suit. But then, too, we also, two or three years ago, said they'll never let students get paid for playing. Well, I mean, they got to have, right? I mean, they're getting paid, but they're getting paid too much money. (laughs) I mean, what it boils down to. I mean, they're getting paid for the lights, which they should. But, I mean, it's just... Just it opens the door up to so many more potential problems. Giving them that much more, that much more. It does. It one hundred percent does. It one hundred percent does. Well, sir, that brings us to. I think we're going to keep this thing moving on along. That brings us to our final segment of the day. A little segment we like to call our two minute warning. Sean, I don't have a cool intro for my final segment, but we'll get one in a little bit, so I can be like all the cool kids in class. So I can be like all the cool kids in class. The two-minute warning is essentially uh, the part of the show where we just, you know, share our thoughts on just about anything. It could be something good. It could be something. Uh, it could be something uh, philosophical. It, you know, it, and that's generally where we tend to lean towards the side of the philosophical. Um, uh, mine today is again. I, I have circled around this a few times. Tell the people that you have that you appreciate them while you have them, because when they're gone, they're gone, and you can't bring them back. And the time to say I should have is not after they're gone. Um, unfortunately, uh, about six hours ago, or so I got a phone call from a good friend back in Virginia. Uh, when I was an up and coming karaoke host in that area uh i did not have any regular gigs i was a filling guy the company you know everybody pretty much was solid at all their locations so i was a filling guy i was a guy that would work a show here and a show there go way out in the sticks where nobody wanted to come when i was doing karaoke well this guy in the heart of fairfax virginia i covered for him once i covered for the regular guy once and he went back to the owner of the company and said, if my regular guy ever leaves, I want that guy back. And the regular guy eventually broke off to start his own company. And I wound up going into that spot. And that spot turned into another spot. And that spot turned into another spot. And that spot turned into another spot. And I wound up uh, uh, being able to make a pretty decent living as a karaoke DJ, which turned into corporate and wedding money, which is way more than karaoke money. Uh not to knock the karaoke money. I love doing karaoke. It's just weddings, karaoke, whew, big difference. <laughs> uh, but it's because that guy had enough faith in me to give me my first permanent gig that I was able to. Uh, well, hell, it's because of him that I met you. Yeah. Uh, it's because of him that I met my wife. Because uh, I met my wife at a karaoke show. Uh, actually, today is the anniversary of our first date. Some some time ago, I ain't gonna put that out there on the airwaves. A little bit ago, a little bit ago, it was a little bit ago. A little bit. I say that I say that like we've been together sixty something years. We've only been together. We've only known each other for thirteen. But uh, uh, so yeah, it, it's because of him that, and it's because I met I, I I met this guy. 
he gave me my gig, which led to me meeting my wife, my wife working where she was working, that we are here in Oklahoma City, and I'm sitting here with you doing a podcast right now. Because if I was still in Virginia, I might not be doing a podcast. That's true. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not saying he is responsible for all of those things, but that guy, uh, his name is Harry Demetrio. He's the owner of the uh, uh, Firehouse Grill. Uh, which became the old fire station number three in Fairfax, Virginia. Uh, yeah. No longer with us, ladies and gentlemen, but uh, he's a great dude, and uh, he always took good care of me, and he will be missed. And uh, kind of bums me out because I was looking forward to seeing him when I when I go to town. Uh, when I go to town next month. Oh, by the way, by the way, I hit town on the 18th of August. What's up? Mr. Spencer, I expect to see you in the building. I'm going to be uh, not far from you at uh, the Backyard Grill at my homeboy show. You and Kat need to roll on down the street, down Centerville Road. Come see your boy. Colin, I'm going to see you there. too while I'm in town. I will definitely be there. I already told Sean about it. We're going to make it. Okay. All right. Good deal. But uh, that's my two-minute warning. Just make sure you tell the people that you care about that. You appreciate them while you have them. Um, you know. Uh, that's it. That's all I got. I'm not gonna get. I'm not gonna go too far down that road. I, I took a little bit for me to pull myself together to be here today. So yeah, uh, yeah I, can, I can imagine. And uh, uh, first off, yeah, my condolences, man. I, I know. I was talking before we got on the camera on the uh, the show here that uh, how much he, he meant to you. Um, but yeah, I mean, and you know, he doesn't have to be responsible for you and I meeting or the people that come to your life. He just got to be that kind of catalyst. You don't need that that one person. He's, he's got to be there just to have that spark or that catalyst just to put things in motion to where you meet the right people, which obviously he has. Actually, I mean, I'm sure you have a lot of good people around you know in your in your circle, um, me included. Um, but uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I I can echo that sentiment. Um, but what I'm saying is, you know. Sometimes, you know, I can just, I can speak for myself. Sometimes you can get up in the morning and then you just kind of in a ho-hum and a blah-blah attitude. And then, you know, honestly, I just sit there and I snap out of it and I think to myself, I'm like, what really do you got? I mean, you woke up, you're vertical, you're walking around, you know, just thinking. I, and then I start thinking about all the things that I do have. Not, I mean, it, it helps when I think about things that I do have that some people don't have. And like, I don't focus on the stuff you don't have, what you do have, what you're lucky to uh, have in your life. Um, yeah, I just sometimes you just need to, or me personally, I need to just reel myself back and just to, to, to look at the things I do have and how lucky I am. You know, even though you think you may have it rough, somebody out there somewhere has it worse than you. No matter what you're going through, somebody's always got it worse. And that's where it goes into what you're saying is like, if you know, if you have people that you love, you need to tell them. And I don't know if you have you seen that, um, there's a couple of guys, there's a, like a TikTok or like a Reels or like a video or something. These guys are out there. They give you fi uh, 50 bucks or $5 to call your mom or dad and tell them that you love them. That, and no, they I have a board that says $50 for call your mom or your dad or something, a loved one, and tell them that you love them. And then the majority of people go there for the money, and then they'll call their parents or call whoever it is, and they'll say they love them. But the majority of people will come back and give them the money back. You know, that, that, that's that's awesome. You know, like it's 50 bucks. I don't think it's 50, but maybe five bucks, 10 bucks, something small like that. But the majority of them go back and give them the money. So, I mean, just something simple as that, you know, if you have those types of people in your life that you love, like you said, you know, make sure you tell them because they're not guaranteed to be here more. Who are you? Oh, yeah. 
No doubt. I talk to my mom. If I don't talk to my mom, I text my mom. And that's right. saying something because my mother and I had a my mother and I had a I won't say it was not rocky in a bad way. Yeah. It's just that you know, my mother had my mother had expectations of me and then, you know, like I said, my parents came up during the civil rights movement. Sure. So there were a lot of things that my mother was very, very uh adamant. Yeah. Hey, hey, Colin, thank you for joining the show. Nice of you to show up. Oh, I just opened it up. (laughs) Uh, My mother was very adamant about me making sure that I took care of in life and things that I had to do in life. And I I fought tooth and nail, but I'm grateful for uh, now as an adult. And so, you know, my parents are older now. And even though I didn't always agree with the method, Methodology. I appreciate everything that my mom did for me. So I talked to my mom all the time. I talked to my dad. Um, you know, I, I, you know, I talked to my dad when I call because he can't. Yeah. He can't. He can't use the phone. So I got you. Yeah. So, but it is. It is funny because I mean, like, to, to go with what you're saying is like, you know, when you're having your own kids, and the conversations that you have, like, I mean, as soon as uh, as soon as B Man got old enough to, you know, walk around and you know, open his mouth and. Some of the stories you tell me, and I, I first thing I did pick up the phone. I said, "Mom, my life is this bad." I'm like, "All these stories you're telling me, like, I, you know, it, it, they don't make sense." But he is very adamant, and he and he and he, and he holds to it. You can catch him red-handed, but he'll just, "I ain't do it." I said, "Praise, it's just me and you, not me and you in the house." <laughs> right. <laughs> I was like, right. You know, I can't, man. I can't tell you the number of times I called my parents and apologized when my firstborn yeah, was born. I was like, I'm that's sorry. The first thing I did. That's the first thing I did. Yep, absolutely. It, it's it, it is a rite of passage. It happens yep. to every new parent. Every parent that says, "Oh, my children are perfect." Shut up. Something happened. Mm-hmm. They pooped in a they pooped in a diaper, or they heard a bad word. You was watching on TikTok or something, and they said it. Oh yeah. You got embarrassed about something happened. You just went, uh, "Shut up." But his conviction, if he if he, I mean, even though he's lying, his conviction will will pretty much. Turn you like well maybe he didn't do it. I'm like no, we just say, me and him here. I didn't do it. <laughs> say it. We say it's lie. Look you in the face and lie to you with their whole chest. There's no way that I'm eating the Cheetos, Daddy. That's not me. I don't even know. But what I was that Eddie Murphy? What Cheeto looks like? Yeah, what was that Eddie Murphy standing there? Like, me. I look right in your face. <laughs> but me, <laughs> no, <it> didn't. <laughs> you know what the woman said? Maybe it wasn't you. Anyways, on that yeah, note, ladies and I gentlemen, agree. I think we're going to get out of here. We do appreciate you guys for tuning in to this week's edition of This Week in SEC Football, Season 2, Episode 12. We will be back. We'll be back later this week. Colin and I have to coordinate what day of the week it is because yeah. we still want to get into the teams of the week and the games to look after, things like that. But there's been so much stuff going on with NIL and conference hopping. We couldn't let that pass by. So we appreciate you. And do us a favor, go to all of each and every one of those locations above our heads. That would be the uh, Instagram, the YouTube, the Facebook, the Patreon page, the the apparel shop over there in the corner. Like, share, and subscribe. That was annoying. I'm not going to do that anymore. <laughs> sounds, like a, sounds like a car horn. <laughs> like, share, subscribe. Make sure you let your people know. As our homeboy DJ Cuba likes to say, tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. 
So on behalf of myself, Mr. Fingers, and Colin P. from the DMV, we appreciate you. We will be back later this week. We'll make an announcement when yours truly will be on tomorrow night for Indian Unsigned Season 3, Episode 2, where I interview spoken word artist from Delaware, uh, G. Dash Jones. So y'all want to check that out too. We'll catch y'all later on this week. Go dogs. Go dogs. Uh-huh.